Check one, two. Check, check. One, two. Check. Now check it, pretending you're Jesse. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Jesse's cadence. Check. Check I, one, two. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, what is the impression of He's the improv <laughs> like, guy. Yeah. What's he going to pull from? All right. All right, we're going to start the show. <sighs> Are we streaming? No. Okay. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, <laughs> Stab's team of got a shit toilet I have to deal with. Four <laughs> specific humorists <laughs> to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called. Oh, clap now. Stab. I forgot yeah. to tell you to clap. All right. Shit. Mean it. They mean it. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, everyone. Thanks for the, the clap, uh, the prompted clap. <laughs> um, uh, welcome to Stab. We're here all the time, uh, every Friday, 10 o'clock-ish, doing a show on uh, 1710 Broadway, Sacramento, California. Um, you want to meet your contestants? Woo! Do you? Woo! No? Woo! It's not rhetorical, everyone. Uh, Alyssa Cowan, right there. Hello, everyone. Grant Potter. Hello. David Coleman. Is that right? David Coleman? Yep. Jesse right. Jones. Jesse Stay. Jones. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yep. I'm your host, uh, John Morris Ross IV. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true about the fourth? Yes, I'm the fourth. Yeah. There's not that yeah. many of you. There's, yeah. <laughs> Only four. I know. I it's yeah. I'm a. It's even in the white race. I'm not a minority. Even in my family, <laughs> like I'm not even a minority in my own family. So that's fun to talk about. It's fun to say that word minority. <laughs> watch people get. Look, um, as the minority, mm. one of them. Uh, yeah, one, one of them. Just I don't know. Yeah. Looks to me. I'm cool. Yeah. What have you got? As, as cool? The, as the yeah, non-bearded yeah, white male yeah. representative on yeah. stage, please. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the, the meeting. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got it. <laughs> what, what, what are we doing? When do we give out the power? <laughs> Can I get some of yeah. that? The Illuminati is like a bummer. <laughs> yeah. There's levels to this here, so it's good. Um, yeah, I'm fucking up. I am a six foot three straight white male and I don't have a job. So <laughs> I also am wondering where the, okay. <laughs> I'll probably find it though pretty easily if I half try. But, um, yeah, um, what's new with you, Alyssa Cowan? Oh man, I, I, uh, made a clap sign for the last podcast I recorded here. Yeah. And people fucking love getting told <laughs> when to clap, yeah. man. People were so happy and into it. I'd you never. Like, no, yeah. I, I have a powerful. So I do letter talk. Huh? Letter no. talk podcast. <laughs> Thank you. It's here at Stab every third Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but I do a PowerPoint. And for the first time last time, I had a clap sign. It was just a. It was a PowerPoint slide that says, please clap, and Jeb Bush looking real sad. <laughs> 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 and every time I put it on, people were so happy to clap. 
and it yeah. made me happy. And it's just like, why do I even have a show? Maybe I should just have a clap sign. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stand there for an hour, and people just cl- like clap, and I get to just bask in my own glory, and people get to enjoy a sign. <laughs> right. And Jeb gets a little more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he could use more in the tank as far as like feelings, probably. I think his feelings got hurt. (laughs) Yeah, when they didn't clap, or just in general. Just just, yeah, the one son, one guy in the family that didn't get to be president. Yeah, (laughs) his feelings are hurt. How come he's not at this white guy power meeting? (laughs) (laughs) He'll be here later. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, that's the problem. Well, Grant Potter. Yes. How are you? I'm well. Are you? Yeah. Y- have you done this show before? I did it one time. Okay. How long ago? Uh, like six months ago. Was I here? You were. Was here. I hosting? Uh, no audience. Though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that's right. I remember you being. I don't listen to the show. <laughs> so I don't, I I'm uh, deeply narcissistic, so I listen to one episode. <laughs> okay. Very good. So, what do you do? What's your gig? What's your thing? Uh. I was just at a Kings game. We got blown out. Yes. Uh, it kind of sucked. Draft um, picks. It was fun. Draft picks, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, this is fun. what they I, talk I about in the meeting. Like, <laughs> yeah. I found it hard to print. Like, I have a printer at home, but it gets used like once every six months for stab. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it Epson. always needs maintenance <laughs> yeah. in between. That's our, uh, our sponsor, Epson. So, <laughs> all right. David Coleman. Hello. How are you? I don't know why I always second guess your name before I say it. I'm like, it's something, Coleman. Yeah, it's like a tradition now. Like, you weren't sure about it the first time. Right. You were like, it's the new David. (laughs) So now it's just every time. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I'm a hack. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's my special thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Jesse. Yeah. How's your... (laughs) How's your evening been? Oh, it's been fantastic. It's yeah. been the best 24 hours of my life. Yeah. Hey, if anybody's ever thought about opening a small business, do it. It's fun. Yeah. Super fun, guys. So many rewards, so much appreciation, so much getting up first thing in the morning. <laughs> Just coming out to a plumber who's, he seems like a nice guy. He makes you wait forever and then he shows up and he doesn't do anything. He can come back tomorrow and he'll do the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then someone, someone. Um, it, in despite direct requests from everybody that entered this evening, somebody just came in and left just a lumpy garbage. <laughs> just it was terrible. Yeah. And and I wish I wish you nothing but the worst in life. Yeah. <laughs> just may. May all of the terribleness that can find you do so. Yeah. I have a quick logistics question. Uh, so you said there's this horrible lumpy shit in there. I I went in there and it was not there. So where is it? You know, like how did it get removed? I ate it, Grant. I ate. <laughs> ate. I took my plumbing spoon into the bathroom. <laughs> And it's just another day at the office. <laughs> you break it up into little pieces and sneak it out like uh, <laughs> like red. Yeah. <laughs> just down my pants. <laughs> yeah, he just, all right. Well, that's good. Uh, um, we raised $25, oh, raise $25 tonight in donations for the plumber. Yay. 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 Oh, my God. Yay. <laughs> 
Thank you. Well, I'm glad you get everyone's. I'm glad your day went this oh, so well. <laughs> and it's just going to continue. I had some. I had <laughs> nine a.m. I'll be back here. Yeah. <laughs> I have some other news. I have some good news. Oh, I, I mean, ish. I mean, preface, prefacing that like after that rant, yeah. it's, it's clearly not good news. No, so it's I don't good know news. why. I 42 years old. Just turned 42. Uh, this isn't even good news. This is just news that I'm going to ask you all about. I was, um, first time in my life, sent a picture of a vagina <laughs> to my phone, and I don't know how to feel about it. Was there a text? Like, huh? Yeah, no, yeah, no, there was... There w- yes, I mean, no, not <laughs> like only through online talking. <laughs> and then, uh, then this person's genitals showed up on my phone. And I'm like, do I go out with? Do I go on a date with her now? <laughs> like, what's the what's the etiquette? I mean, Jessica. I mean, what what? Yeah, what's yeah. what's what else is left now? It's uh, she's given away the store. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's no mystery left there. Oh, I don't know. I was thinking we have a nice romantic dinner. <laughs> <laughs> was there like an accompanying message? Like, well, <laughs> I think it was something like. Um, Hey, are you at work? <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's that's not at least she's like worried yeah. about your, your no, work but, life and but making sure she's being professional. That's not a flirty. Yeah. That's not a flirty <laughs> text accompanying genitalia. No, th- yeah. that became that was NSFW. before it. So These are you are at work? Text, and I said, though. yeah. I mean, sort of. And then she goes, well, I'm gonna ruin your day. And then, um, <laughs> Whoa, well, what is going on downstairs that it's gonna ruin no, your day? No, no, it was fine. It was. Very Does she not understand colored. how days work? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. not how you ruin a day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You I ruin a day s- with lots of poop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> dealing with shit. <laughs> and you're getting slit pics <laughs> just digitally delivered to your goddamn phone. Like, it's I'll, weird. I like that after yours, he prefaced it as like, it's not actually good news. It's just news. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing out of the I don't ordinary know what to here. Do. Another <laughs> vagina picture arrived <laughs> on my phone. It's not another. It's what, It's the only one that's ever come through on my phone. If it's anyone's so ever deserved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have four kids. Like, I've seen them before. You know what I mean? Like, not oh. my kids' vagina. I'm saying, like, I've seen a vagina Okay, just nice to see one on your phone. <laughs> you know. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's play stab. <laughs> oh, pineapples. I want to know why that's related. <laughs> <laughs> Is that for like scale reference or something? No, that will. <laughs> she told me to say it on the show, so she'll send me another one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. All right. Um, a whole code going on. Uh, yeah. It's okay, let's start this <laughs> godforsaken show. Get it over with. <laughs> All right, uh, this first segment's called Reorganization. Uh, please take the following acronym, reimagine it. Uh, what does it now stand for? Who or what does it represent? All right, uh, so that we're just, we're just barely entering uh, the second week of the decade, and the U.S. is already involved in a war, uh, and the entire continent of Australia is burning with fire. Uh, so I guess today's acronym is uh, DO-OVER, D-O. <laughs> O-V-E-R. What does do-over mean to you, Alyssa? Okay, so I was talking to my friend Otis, and he's really panicked about the end of the world. Um, <laughs> so he's been spending a lot of money to, like, prep. Uh, so I went to his house, and he built, like, a whole bomb shelter, and he has a bug-out bag, which if you guys are preppers, you know that it, that's a kit with all the supplies you need to survive the apocalypse. 
Yeah, dude, he's got like 10 generators in case the grid goes down. I said to him, Otis, you don't have a lot of money. How'd you get all this stuff? Like, you have a huge decked out bomb shelter and 84,000 cans of tuna. <laughs> Otis was like, oh, I bought it on my Capital One Endgame Rewards credit card. <laughs> I said, but Otis, you have to have spent at least 80 grand on all this shit. At the very least, that's a fuck ton of interest you have to pay on this credit card. And Otis was like, oh, I don't pay interest. I pay interest. Like spelled with an E. (laughs) But like E-N-D, arrest. Mm. Indurest. I was like, indurest. He was like, he told me that he calls it interest instead of interest because if the world's ending, he's not interested in paying his bills. <laughs> so who gives a shit? He's taking his bug out bag and he's gonna go good, which is get out of Dodge, which uh, that's what it stands for, which is also another name for a bug out bag, a good bag. It's a get out of Dodge bag. <laughs> but I'm still worried about the situation he's digging himself into. So to me, do over stands for Damn, Otis owes variable interest rates. (laughs) But anyway, check out the Capital One Endgame Rewards credit card, and you can earn points back on all qualifying bug out bag or good bag purchases. Open a card today, and you'll get 30,000 bonus points. (laughs) Very good. Melissa Callen, very good. Grant Potter, what does do-over mean to you? So I've noticed that uh, young, cool kids, they have been binging Friends in the office uh, and wearing like old clothes, it seems. So I think psychologically, they're not, they don't see a future for themselves. So they're like looking into the past. So I'm thinking, what is the next show that these kids are going to binge? And it is. Depressed offspring often views ER. So (laughs) I think the show ER is set for like huge Netflix numbers. Let's get ahead of it. Let's print some shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. Very good. Was right. that the end? Grant, sorry That's about all that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> David, what does do-over mean to you? Do-over is the dastardly overlords of villainy ending racism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here at Do-over, we are just a bunch of evil men plotting against Rachel, uh, racial <laughs> prejudice. Rachel from Friends. Yes, Rachel, like the do-over, like the <laughs> ER. Here are some testimonials. Darth Vader. People keep thinking I'm black simply because I sound like James Earl Jones. <laughs> but I'm white, like really white. I get no UV under this mask. The Joker. It is disturbing how many supervillains feel comfortable appropriating other cultures. I wear this white face paint as a social commentary, like <laughs> the opposite of blackface. <laughs> a, a serial killer whose identity we are protecting. It is a major issue in my industry that when we are murdering horny teenagers, African Americans are statistically targeted first. Myself and other members of Do Over are fighting for not only affirmative action, but also affirmative horror and affirmative thriller. Uh, Do Over has been criticized for having a board of directors who are predominantly white, a superficial understanding of racial issues, and also for literally murdering hundreds of people. (laughs) Very good, David. Very good. Where's. Yeah. All right. We're moving along right down the line to our next contestant, uh, Jesse Jones. What does Do Over mean to you? (laughs) It's a difficult time we live in. where every fight, often no matter how small or insignificant, is taken so personally. 
and the slightest difference in opinion can be excuse enough to cut out even the closest relatives from a person's life. It's not surprising then, given the current social climate we live in, where we so directly define ourselves by our every actions and people so fiercely fight for what they believe is right, that we see how every day disagreements over our views end relationships. <laughs> Too real. <laughs> it stops getting real. For instance, I had a friend who was married seven years. She loved her husband dearly. Their two beautiful children were the lights of their lives. But one day, she tried to introduce her kids, fans of the new DuckTales cartoon, <laughs> to the old Disney Afternoon DuckTales of her youth. They didn't like it as much. She was outraged. <laughs> her husband, a man she thought she knew, sided with their children in his preference of the new DuckTales over the old. David Tennant and Scrooge McDuck, he tried to explain. <laughs> like that somehow made it okay. <laughs> and in this do-over world that we live in, in this, a prime, exam a prime, prime example of how disagreements over our views and relationships. One day, after she and her husband picked up their kids from school, she gave them all one last disgusted glance in her mirrors before driving their 2017 Buick Enclave straight into the river. Oh, wow. <laughs> she swam to shore and watched impassively as the water swallowed whole the three dumbest, oh. wrongest people who ever lived. Of course, she told me all of this in the strictest confidence. So I'm expecting you to keep that in mind as you, as you all continue searching for her family. Like, I didn't just tell you exactly what happened to them. <laughs> now, was she wrong to do this? I can't say. I love the old show so much that I've refused to watch the new one. Just on principle. So I can't say she wasn't justified in her actions. I'm just using it as one ironclad example of how our society has been do-overed. It's sad, but disagreements over our views and relationships every day. Very good. Very good, Jesse. All right, that brings us to our next segment uh, called the Topical Haiku Challenge. Huh? Fan favorite. I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, headline, foxes keep attacking an 88-year-old man. <laughs> Quote, I wish I knew why, he says. <laughs> it was only four months ago that a gray fox made a beeline toward Norman Kinney outside his home in Maine. The 88-year-old 88, the stomped it to death. <laughs> um, then early Friday evening uh just just home from the store kenny closed his garage door he heard a mew sound uh and thought it was his cat come on april let's go he said he called out uh but the animal was another fox and it charged at him biting his face and hands knocked him to, to the driveway and sent his glasses tumbling uh let's hear uh your first of three haiku uh about this I'm here to collect. Hands up, old man. Pay your debt. You killed my father. <laughs> Very good, Grant. 
Kids love Zootopia. Fox brains on the driveway. Fuck. Back to Frozen. <laughs> Very good. David. Poor guy doesn't know his overalls are made with pure rabbit leather. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Jesse. First one is titled Norman and the Gray Foxes, Chapter One. <laughs> the Misunderstanding. <laughs> hey! Is that Norman? Go say hi! Hey! Hi, Norman! <laughs> oh, God, the stomping! <laughs> oh, my God. Very good. Alyssa? I hope you guys realize mine is a, re- a tale of revenge. <laughs> <laughs> the second was the son of the first. <laughs> so my second haiku is, you play stomp the yard <laughs> with my dad, I stomp on you. What does the fox say? (laughs) (laughs) Grant? Error 404. Syllable.com not found. No haiku for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long way to get a haiku cop out. (laughs) (laughs) David? Okay. Main guy says on news... Wicked Lodge foxes this year. Keep ru- <laughs> keep rushing my farm. <laughs> Very good. Jesse Jones. Second one is Norman and the Gray Foxes, Chapter 2. Moon Howler Avenged. Norman! Hey, Norman! Why did you stop Moon Howler? I bite your face now! <laughs> Very good. Alyssa, your third of three haiku. This is the third, the third haiku in one series of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> cool glasses, you nerd. You wear them when you kill dads? <laughs> Eat a fart, you dick. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Grant? Wait, that is no fox. Little green guy in a robe. Crush him anyway. <laughs> it's Baby Yoda. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> David? All right. Obligatory old guy Fox News joke. Insert own punchline. <laughs> very good. Jesse Jones. Norman and the Gray Foxes, Chapter 3. The Food Chain. I'm back! Watch this, Norman! Norman, watch! I'm pooping your face! (laughs) (laughs) That was the Topical Haiku Challenge. Involving foxes. Very good, everyone. Let's move on to the next segment. sound effect took a long time that time <laughs> way longer dude I, I felt like i was in the da vinci code <laughs> <laughs> we were all weightless for that time <laughs> all right that brings us to our next segment anyone have anything to add any questions we're we good okay no. we keep going all right uh this segment's called this was today once uh Alyssa, on this date 2011 pope benedict <clears throat> excuse me pope benedict xvi i don't know what you're <laughs> 
<laughs> You've got Roman numerals in your name, for Christ's sake. You can't. I don't go higher than four. <laughs> it's fourteen. <laughs> no. What? Oh, no, sixteen. 16. <laughs> I heard IV. <laughs> sixteen. All right. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Urgent SVI. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Uh, urges Pakistan to repeal its blasphemy law, where whereby those who insult the Prophet Muhammad receive the death penalty. Uh, yeah, light topic today. Uh, also on this very date, the NCAA approves random drug testing for college football players. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate these two things all mixed up? All right, so I start out the day by not drawing offensive comics. <laughs> and by not doing offensive drugs. I know nothing of this marijuana or the DMT or the vapes or anything out of a pen. You guys, pens are for writing, not fighting. That's what I say. Anyway, on this, this holiest of day for me, I celebrate people not being rude dudes with bad toots. Here's the thing. It's rude to insult the prophet Muhammad or any prophet for that matter, whether it be the prophet Muhammad or the prophet Marcus Limonis of CNBC's The Prophet Fame. <laughs> the prophet is back with season seven. Find out if Marcus <laughs> saves more businesses with his own money or if the businesses are owned by rude jerks. <laughs> Streaming online now. But anyway, the thing about the death penalty and why the Pope was advising against it is that it's even ruder than insulting someone. Like, how fucking rude could you possibly be to straight up kill someone? That is not cool, and I don't like your attitude, young man. <laughs> so really, the Pope was just being wise in the war against being fucking rude with a bad dude. <laughs> and that brings me to more people with no manners, college boys. <laughs> And their DMTs and their pens and their shrooms and their weeds and ganja and their chillaxatives and their good herb and their dime bags or Cali gold or whatever the fuck you want to call your paraphernalia. <laughs> it makes these athletes show up late to class and forget to do things they told their friends they would do. And you know what that is? Rude. <laughs> Technically, the NCAA can't test for them being rude as hell, so testing them for drugs is the next closest thing. <laughs> so let this be a warning to all you rude dudes with bad toots. Showing up late is rude. Forgetting things you said you'd do is rude. Insulting people is rude. And killing people is very rude. <laughs> so take this day and think about what you did. <laughs> very good, Alyssa Cowan. Very good. I love that show, The Prophet. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 it's like one of the only shows I watch. I, that guy, that guy, he looks he looks so odd in jeans. He looks real like <laughs> he looks he, very weird in jeans. He wears he, jeans to be loose when he's like, yeah. we're having a coffee meeting and he's I'm relatable, guys. Check out my dungarees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He makes jeans fit like Dockers, and I don't know how. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like not even a mom, but they look. He looks like uh, they look mom. All right. Uh, I hope he listens to this show. Let's, we'll tag him in the. Maybe he'll. Oh, maybe we could. He'll invest in our business. Ooh, he'll fix, fix the toilet. Oh, you you like? look great in jeans, Marcus. Oh, you look great. just the best. They look natural pleated. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally pleated denim. <laughs> Very good. All right, uh, Grant. I remember your name. 
Uh, on this date, 1997, Dow Corning uh, provides 200, uh, $295 billion. Um, let's start that over. <laughs> <laughs> on this date, 1997, Dow Corning provides $295 billion to settle breast implant suits. Uh, a lot of money. Uh, also on this very date, <laughs> 1984, Clara Peller first asks, where's the beef? <laughs> in a Wendy's advertising campaign. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Uh, well, I believe that all great artists are ignored in their time. You know, Van Gogh was an expressionist in a time of realism. Uh, Dave Thomas of Wendy's, he was a square patty man in a round <laughs> patty world, you know? And I believe that the Dow Corning Corporation is just the latest uh, to be mocked by their contemporaries. You know, everyone in 1997, they wanted big, juicy, natural tits, okay? <laughs> uh, you know what they said? What if we gave gothic nightmare versions of boobs that were square, looked horrible, and this is real from Wikipedia, gave you lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. Why not a world where those are the big juicy naturals, huh? Visionary. So to celebrate this company, this beautiful visionary company, I travel to New York City and I go to an offshoot of the MoMA. It's called the Tata. And I look at these Lovecraftian masterpieces in horrifying body modification. Uh, that is all I, I should have written more <laughs> I fucked up no, that was great very good very good there's no minimum yeah, you're, you're perfectly fine yeah I wish I could write less <laughs> yeah, congratulations on editing yourself yeah <laughs> this is all I could do <laughs> David uh, on this date 2010 China surpasses Germany becoming the world's largest exporter uh, also on this very date 1958 Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, Lewis's Great Balls of Fire reaches number one. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the two events I just said? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, January 10th is Give Money to Bad People Day. <laughs> Globalization is an amazing thing. It connects us with far-off people we can despise, while also giving them large sums of money. In fact, financial success actually might make us hate people more. We, f we frown on Germany's history, but we definitely like buying German cars. We don't like Chinese sweatshops, but we definitely want cheap electronics. And we would prefer you not marry your adolescent relatives. <laughs> but counterpoint, goodness gracious great balls of fire. <laughs> on jo January 10th, 2010, China overtook Germany in exports and thereby became the country everyone wanted to criticize. Rewind to January 10th, 1958. Jerry Lee Lewis is recently secretly married and is taking his child bride to the UK on a tour. Now, a soft correction to this prompt, Germany did overtake China in 2010, but that still left them both behind one country. Who was that paragon of trade relations? The good old US of A. <laughs> So British journalists found out that Lewis had married Myra Gale Brown, his 13-year-old cousin, and joyously wrote all about how American culture was creating rich celebrity pedophiles. <laughs> These pieces were largely criticized by rich American celebrity pedophiles, <laughs> like Elvis Presley, who had also recently married a 14-year-old. <laughs> Despite worldwide horror about Lewis's behavior, his record remained on the charts and has remained one of the most iconic songs of that decade. 
I celebrate Give Money to Bad People Day by going on a spending spree, purchasing cheap goods from disreputable sellers, and consuming media from such people as directors Woody Allen and, and Mel Gibson, and musical artists Michael Jackson and R. Kelly, who both gained inspiration from the works of Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> Although we lost the export war to China in 2012, to this day, the United States remains the largest manufacturer of rich celebrity pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, very good. David Coleman. Great job. Jesse Jones, on this date, 2013, a near-Earth asteroid called 99942 Apophis uh, passes close to the Earth. Astron astronomers in Europe estimate 99942 Apophis is larger than previously thought. Uh, also on this very date, 1945, no one is elected to baseball's Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> How did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? The Population Reference Bureau estimates that in the history of humanity, there have been approximately 107 billion people. Of those 107 billion people, 331 are in the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> meaning 1 in 323,262,840 people ever born are in the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> Tulane University Earth Sciences professor Stephen A. Nelson published a paper in 2014 that made... Uh, I didn't proofread this. Um, <laughs> they published a paper in 2014 saying that the odds of dying from a local meteorite, asteroid, or comet impact is 1 in 1,600,000. What do these two figures have in common? They're numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Big, gaudy numbers that when all is said and done mean almost nothing. That's where I come in. <laughs> I like numbers. I like nonsense. Let's fuck around. <laughs> 88% of all Skeeters are bras. <laughs> if you had one real mushroom for every mushroom that's ever been devoured in any incarnation of the Mario Brothers games and placed them end to end, they would stretch to Venus and double the planet's size when they touched it. You are more likely to be the winner of $5 or more in four consecutive randomly selected California State Lottery Scratchers than you are to be randomly mentioned in an episode of Stab. <laughs> University of Michigan student Curtis Victor. <laughs> For some reason, I got the name Victor and uh, Ann Arbor in my head. I searched... I found uh, Curtis Victor, <laughs> University of Michigan student who will never know that he was mentioned in this episode. <laughs> but the odds are just that random. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, if you flipped a 1977 American quarter dollar coin 10 million times in a row, your thumb would be very sore. <laughs> very good. Very good. That was, this was today once. Great job, each one of you, <laughs> for different reasons. Uh, that brings us to a brand new segment uh, that we've never done before called Write a One-Minute Stand-Up Routine About It. <laughs> That's right. Pretend you're a comedian and write 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and write a one-minute stand-up comedy routine about the following topics. Uh, you will be timed and cut off at one minute. All topics are brought to us by WordCounter.net's random word generator. Uh, you'll only receive the one-word prompt. Okay? Are, are we ready? Alyssa, um, please have one minute of stand-up written about oranges. And what's the deal with oranges? I mean, you got a thing. It's the color of the thing. They're like greens. But I don't see any yellows or reds. What's the deal with colors? Roy G. Biv, more like Roy B. Give me a break. Am I right, people? Am I right? Oh, these colors, what's the deal? I didn't plan more than that, so. I don't know. I, I can't gauge a minute of comedy. I wrote like three sentences. Can you? What's you have 18 funny is he seconds. Said, he said, pretend you're a, a stand-up <laughs> comedian. And I was like, okay, I'll pretend I'm a thing I do. <laughs> and I still didn't do it right. <laughs> All right, you get the light for three. Boobity-boop-boo-doo. <laughs> uh, one more time for Alyssa Cowan. Yeah, yeah, one more. Let's keep it going. Let's keep this show going. Please welcome to the stage. Uh, very funny. Uh, clubs and... <laughs> Clubs and colleges. Uh, <laughs> Grant Potter, uh, let's. The one word prompt you got is feed. Hickory dick. No. Uh, <laughs> I wrote like what I thought would be real stand. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Uh, so when I'm hungover, I don't eat, I feed. Like it's this gnawing void within me that must be filled. And I have this weird phrase that I say just to myself in my head. When I'm hungover eating, I say, I could eat the whole world. <laughs> I could eat the whole world. I say that to myself. Um, so I actually empathize with the Australian bushfire. Like, <laughs> I would eat a kangaroo if I was hungover. Easy. Um, my, this habit of mine is accentuated by the fact that I live near a Taco Bell uh, where this kind of disgusting mm. eating habits are encouraged. Um, but the other day, a, a Taco Bell employee verbally assaulted me. Uh, do you know what this monster said to me? I walk in and he says, welcome back. <laughs> Fuck you, you piece of shit. Are you trying to embarrass me? Don't acknowledge my presence when I'm here. Like, right, take my order. I've never been here before. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going for Grant Potter. We got more comics to get through on this godforsaken open mic. One more time for Grant Cotter, clubs and colleges. This is uh, too real. If you hated that, I did take John Ross's stand-up. <laughs> it's true. Oh, fuck. And immediately started doing <laughs> improv. <laughs> yeah, like, I needed friends. I think you skipped the last class and just did. I don't remember. This was like 10 years ago. Jesus. All right. Good times. If you hated mine, I took Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up class. <laughs> David Coleman. Uh, this guy, you've seen him <laughs> on Fox News. You guys have seen him. He's he's open for such acts as uh, Johnny Taylor. Um, 
<laughs> and others. Uh, please welcome to the stage David Coleman, and uh, your your word is box. Okay, given that I am neither sporty nor capable of aggression, this is my understanding of boxing. <laughs> uh, it's like special hitting. And people like watching you, and you don't wear a shirt, but before and after you get a fuzzy robe. Uh, you get a belt if you win, and you also wear gloves, so it's just nice punching, but there's still a ton of blood, and you're trying to make the other person unable to stand up. Muhammad Ali was the best boxer, and he was deaf and really named Cassius Clay. And I know that because my friend has a deaf boxer dog they named Cassius, and I like puppies. <laughs> I've seen a lot of boxing movies, too, like Cinderella Man and Million Dollar Baby and the good Rocky movies. So I also know that you die most of the time. Very good. Ten seconds left. Ten seconds left. Or you don't get paid. Oh, <laughs> You're <yeah>. Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, I'll yeah. take his ten, ten Crowd seconds. Crowd work. Time a over. <laughs> oh, one more time for David Coleman. <laughs> Catch him at Ha Ha's Giggle Hut <laughs> next week. <laughs> this next comedian, he just received the uh, Kennedy Award for stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please welcome to the stage. His name is Jesse Jones. Yeah, and the word he'll be uh, doing is ancient. Ancient. All right, give it up one more time for your host. <laughs> <laughs> so they call me Comedy Cowboy Shirt on account of all my snaps. Here we go. <laughs> your mama's so old that when we told her this year it was going to be the 20s again, she said, third time's a charm. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, what else did I want to talk about? Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, your mom is so old. Uh, you can still see the scars on her neck from where her gills sealed shut when she decided to give the whole walking on dry land a thing. <laughs> That's uh, let's, old. Let's see. Uh, where, <laughs> what, what else we got? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. your mom is so old. How old is she? Is she? Uh, she's been waiting watching in the infinite stretches of the before nothing <laughs> silently floating between reality and nightmares your mama shatters the mind at the very thought of being so incomprehensibly magnificent terrifying and calm all at once embodied as best as mortal beings can fathom as a fluidic coalescence of congealed loneliness <laughs> and a ceaseless howling echoing through the void from before the idea of tangible thought, waiting in vain for a response which may never have even existed, what? but which, if it had, <laughs> ceased to be long before the concept of time had even been conceived. You're getting the light. Is that the light? All right. <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta go. Give it up one more time for your host. Uh, one Sorry. more time for Jesse Jones. Oh my huh? God. Can Keep I just going. tell you, one time I did a <laughs> festival. <laughs> And it was a, and there was a contest portion of it, and there were thirty comics on one show, and we all got two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not a fun show to be in or watch. Yep. And like the headliner was arguing with the booker because he wasn't paying her. <laughs> it was just that comedy. Anyway, that was two minutes each. So <laughs> Very good. One time for all the comedians you saw this evening. <laughs> All right. Oh. There we go. That brings us to uh, another segment. I believe it's the last one. <laughs> there, there are, are you there sure? Are, there are not six It's only the there. fifth segment. <laughs> yeah. This segment is called Write a Poem About It. It's one we do often. Too often, some would say. It's actually not. Um, usually we write Well, we usually do write an erotic or poem. Or angry poems. You left it open-ended. I did. You guys could be erotic and angry at the same time. 
if you want. All right. Uh, please have composed a poem in regard to the following topics. Uh, Alyssa, uh, let's hear your poem about being blackout drunk. This was random, by the way. It's not. I didn't tailor no, this towards you. <laughs> hey, that's fine. I, I will say, though, it is neither angry nor erotic, so okay. I'm sorry all you poem fans out in the world. <laughs> You're going to show up a little disappointed at this one. <laughs> oh, dear friend, let me tell you a tale, one of action and love and debauchery and whales. <laughs> I was out one night looking at the moon on the docks when what came upon me, a beast in a fine frock. Are you a large fish, I asked. What's the deal with this fin? He said, why yes, said the beast, they're arms so I can swim. I asked, but what are you doing here on this walk? Why I came here so you and I could just talk. The next thing I knew, I was at a bar in a booth. I implored a friend nearby to tell me the truth. I asked, where is my whale friend, the one with the fin? My human pal said, dude, what the fuck have you been drinking? <laughs> I saw the moon and the docks and I made a new friend, a giant whale man in clothes. No, this is not pretend. She said, that's definitely not true. I saw it with my own eyes. I screamed, how dare you, you jerk? You're telling me lies. Well, what did I do then if you're such an expert? Well, first of all, you should know there's piss on your sweatshirt. <laughs> You've been here the whole time at that spot at the bar when some man with tall hair eyed you from afar. I watched him sit down. I was keeping an eye. Then I heard you ask him, how do fish people die? <laughs> you can swim. You won't drown. Are you like a vampire? <laughs> Stab you in the heart? Wait, are you immune to fire? <laughs> he just had tall hair. He wasn't a sea creature. You saw all that gel and thought it was a dorsal feature. <laughs> Stop drinking tequila. It would be a true gift. If you black out again, I'll put you in a lift. <laughs> to this day, I don't know if my friend lied during that talk. But what I do know is I'll always have my whale friend and the beautiful dog. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Is that true? Is that true? <laughs> no, that I think I just, I got two lines in and was like, I want to make it about Moby Dick. And then it just, <laughs> it just got Very out good. of control. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Grant, I apologize for what I sent you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm reading... Uh, it says uh, your poem is a, supposed to be a it's supposed to be weaning a child off breast breastfeeding, <laughs> <laughs> but it says weaning jigig <laughs> and child off of breastfeeding. <laughs> so I took your meaning, but it was the second like boob centric. Yes, uh, I breast. yeah I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, I I'm have. kind of I'm very proud of this. Okay, <laughs> so let's hear it. Weaning right. a child off of breastfeeding. Left or right, right or left. <laughs> I'm an only child, no sibling. How can I choose just one nipple for nibbling? <laughs> life is good, life is grand. Tasting the finest titties in the land. <laughs> Until one day, I was stabbed in the back. My sweet mommy tried to ruin my snack. <laughs> she, she turns to me with tears in her eyes. That was the last suckle between you and I. <laughs> Why I scream, trying once more to latch. You have a beard now, and it's starting to scratch. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, 
I'm not done. <laughs> I'm a growing boy, I say. Isn't this early? After all, I'm only 30. <laughs> okay, fine. Stop your screaming. We'll wait a few more years for weaning. I go in quick and start sucking fast. I'm running late to record a podcast. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah, see? He made his erotic. <laughs> Sorry. All right, uh, David, uh, let's hear your poem about uh, detaching, detaching from humanity. All right. This is my, uh, this is my limerick. <laughs> there once were creatures from space who'd attach to a person's face. They'd probe their host's mind, then be shocked what they find, and decided they needed more space. <laughs> That's what I got. Very good. Very good. Keeping it right on time. Jesse Jones. No. Uh, let's hear your poem about cellular data. <laughs> I, uh, hold on. No, no. <laughs> Decline. Shit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I had a really beautiful poem. It was full of like imagery and shit. <laughs> it went like, I will never see you. But I know how you feel. It was like <clears throat> it was like comparing cellular data with like an, an estranged lover. <laughs> <laughs> it was super good and deep and like evocative. You guys were gonna cry your dicks off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a sonnet or a uh, is a is marigold a type of writing thing? I I. I I didn't. I ran. I ran out of time to print it, and uh, well, I've only got six gigs of data a month, and <laughs> it renews on the eleventh. <laughs> and I mean, as good a poem as it was, I'm not gonna pay like fifteen dollars for the extra gig of data to be able to read it to you. So. Uh, <clears throat> Cellular data. <laughs> Smell you the later. <laughs> data, data, data. Who's got the data? I apologize, but wasn't the rest of the show good? <laughs> <laughs> cellular data. What the hell, cellular data? The other 208 episodes are good. Listen to those. <laughs> Cellular data is invisible. Overdue bills are green. What is the sing or this is the single greatest poem you motherfuckers have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That was Dab. It really was. Uh, one more time for all the comedians you saw this evening. Alyssa Cowan, Grant Potter, David Coleman, and Jesse Jones. If you'd like to hear more stabs, go to one of our many online outlets. Go to Spotify. We don't get paid for it. No one does. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, or just come see the show. Give us $5. Um, we, we need a, a new toilet. So. <laughs> uh.